This video is brought to you by Blessed Be God Boutique, maker of Catholic fashionable apparel, handmade accessories, and more. The move to democratize the church continues in the aftermath of the most recent phase of the never-ending synod of sin. Despite what the detractors might say, who clearly weren't paying attention to what the synodalists said, or what the document issued had to say about the coming reforms to the church, the process of reform is focused on bringing lay involvement into the governance of the church. We have a lot of news on that front to cover today, which, frankly, includes a disturbing report that suggests that the Pope's personal preacher and theologian wants the church to rethink completely how it views the James Martin crowd and the sin associated with him in light of social science and anthropology. The church's teaching is based on scripture, but that doesn't seem to matter. And this person's view is heresy, and it's right out of the document on the Synod of Sin issued this past week. So as we get to that story, I do want to thank the channel members and patrons who keep this channel running for their support. It really does help a lot, so thanks so much to them. If you want to pitch in to help keep these daily stories and increasingly frequent news live streams coming, you can help out by hitting that join button below or becoming a patron at Patreon or Subscribestar for as little as like a dollar a month, which gets you early access to a lot of the videos that I do, plus the sometimes exclusive off YouTube stuff that I do as well. And I'm going to be relaunching my Discord here very shortly. And again, anyway, thanks. And let's begin with this report earlier this week about a reported reform to the papal election process. LifeSite News has made some phone calls and done some digging, and the story just got a lot more complicated than it was Monday morning. So, headline from LifeSite News. Exclusive. Cardinal says reports he is changing rules for electing a new pope are absolutely false. Cardinal Gianfranco Girlanda expressly denied the veracity of recent reports about his involvement in plans to change future papal conclaves, contradicting the claim of recently cited Vatican sources. All right, so often when it comes to these kinds of denials in the secular world from political leaders of any party you care to name, such a strident denial of things often means that they are in fact engaged in whatever radical program they're accused of running. I mean, that we, we know that to be true. We've all become kind of cynical experts on the lies we're told. And when it comes to churchmen these days, they seem to be a little more than political actors anyway, trying to reform an institution that they treat the way some elected officials might treat a parliament or a social service agency somewhere. But the cardinal behind these stories about laity getting involved in the election of the next Roman pontiff says that Diane Montagna's reports on that story are absolutely not true, and the remnants and a few others. We shall see. Here's a short excerpt from the article. Quote, Prominent Vatican cardinal and canon lawyer favored by Pope Francis has told LifeSite News that reports he is drawing up a document with the Pope to reform the process for a papal conclave are absolutely false. In an exclusive statement provided to LifeSite News on Sunday evening, Cardinal Gianfranco Ghirlanda rejected as absolutely false reports that he is in the midst of plans to reform the manner of electing a new Pope. End quote. The initial report had been verified by various Italian and American news outlets that all have stellar track records for reporting. Did they get the story wrong? All of them? Is the Cardinal lying? Was there a miscommunication? We will find out in the near future for sure if the initial story about the laity being given the right to vote in the next papal conclave is true. Because if it is, a document will come. That's just how it works. 
Things are happening with lightning speed these days in the Vatican, with Francis pumping out statements and legislation with some notable speed. Synodal reforms are already being implemented in some other places. For those claiming that nothing came from the Synod and things were pretty orthodox, you must be of a different religion than I and most observers are because the document issued at the end of the most recent phase of the Synod of Sin wasn't orthodox. Aside from the fact that the Synod is actual, isn't actually over anyway, we're seeing some odd results from the Synod as the idea of lay participation based on equity start to happen. Like this story from katholisch.de, the official German news outlet of the German bishops. Headline. Bishop first commissions female theologians to baptize for the first time. Traditionally, the only people who can offer formal baptisms in the institution are the ordained, meaning priests or deacons. While it's certainly true that anyone can baptize at any time, the church requires that under normal circumstances, baptisms are done in parishes by a priest or a deacon, not by laity. Again, normal circumstances. The Synodal Church keeps talking about equality under baptism, where all are baptized into the priesthood of Christ, and this is one of the fruits of that continued talk. So, from the article, quote, Until now, only priests and deacons were allowed to baptize children in the Diocese of Rottenburg-Stuttgart. Now, Bishop Gebhard I is commissioning pastoral and community advisors for the first time. The 22 male and 4 female theologians will be officially commissioned to administer the sacrament of baptism at a celebratory service in Rottenburg Cathedral on Wednesday evening. They had previously taken part in a special preparation course. When presenting the Episcopal Decree on Extraordinary Baptisms by lay people, Auxiliary Bishop Matthias Kerrer said that, as is often the case in the Catholic Church, changes follow the impulses from the grassroots. <laughs> love that political language, the innovation corresponds to the wish of many families that baptisms should be individual, personal, and family. The theologian Ursula Renner spoke of a first step that others would have to follow. She cited the sacrament of the anointing of the sick and the sacrament of marriage as examples, end quote. As the article finishes there, or at least that section, because there's more, this is only the first step. Laity providing anointing of the sick and becoming witnesses to the sacrament of marriage in place of priests is the next logical step. Now, note that the article says the laity providing the sacrament of marriage as if that would be some radical change. Have people forgotten that in a wedding, the bride and groom provide the sacrament to each other? Have they forgotten that that's how that works? Have they forgotten that the priest or deacon merely preside over the ceremony and offer the accompanying mass and serve as the official representative of the, of the church for the providing of the sacrament? Meaning they're they represent the church while the laity provide the sacrament to themselves. But you see the impulse here. Have the laity get more and more involved. The worst catechized generations in the history of the church providing meaningful sacramental assistance to the priest is a novelty in the history of the church, to say the least. And the saints and doctors of the church consistently tell us to reject novelty. If you've been paying any attention to those weekend uploads of mine, you know that to be true. It's telling that the grassroots is where this impulse is coming from, since that term is associated with party politics and not typically the pursuit of holiness. This drive for equality in the church is going to lead to some absolute moral chaos if we aren't there already. Our main story for today, though, is this. Francis's theologian advisor wants to rewrite the Bible, apparently. Why? Because it says mean things about the James Martin sin. He doesn't quite come out and say it that way, 
But remember, the Synod wants a gospel interpreted in light of the contributions of the scientific community, most especially the social scientific community. The social sciences aren't scientific. And I can say that as someone with a doctorate in a social science. They're just not. That field is agenda-driven, predominantly led by activists with an axe to grind against the remnants of Christendom that they find so particularly objectionable. And we see it in this article here, where the thrust of the article is to remind us that the church is mean and needs to open up to the laity. Oh, headline from CathCon. Pope's former mouthpiece, Father Spadaro, wants to rewrite the Bible on the forms of the flesh. Synodality becomes the practice of the church. Father Antonio Spadaro. Today, the church is a place of great differences, and we are talking about a community that crosses spatial and cultural barriers. Rewriting the Bible to conform the views of the world to the flesh is essentially what he's talking about here, because our, the teachings of the church are based on, all, on the Bible. Father Spadaro is one of the most infamous figures in the Vatican today. He's a heretic's heretic, and his position in the church is so influential that when he speaks, we should pay attention. Let's take a look at what he has to say, because Father Spadaro never quite comes out and says, hey guys, let's rewrite the Bible, but you see the logic that leads to that conclusion here. The interviewer asks Father Spadaro about how the James Martin crowd felt disappointed, oh, because they weren't explicitly mentioned in the document. That disregards the numerous statements that the synodal representatives made that at the final synod session in this coming October 2024, the synod is focusing on that issue in particular. It's weird that Spadaro never mentions that here, but note something. The church, he says, is wrong because we don't view the world on, his, on this issue and related issues the way the secular world does. The secular view has led, of course, to absolute social and moral chaos, and yet we're supposed to learn from them on this. It's absolute nonsense, really, but what do you expect from the Synodal Church? So, from the article, quote, Yes, it's true, some felt a little disappointed by the conclusion of the Synod on the issues concerning the James Martin crowd. Looking carefully, the objective of the summary document was to show and make people understand what the current situation is, also bringing together the comparison and diversity of opinions and sensitivities that exist within the Church, and therefore we have experimented this difference in positions. However, it should be noted that the summary document clearly declared, and therefore approved with vast majority of votes, that the Synod understood that some aspects, such as precisely those relating to the flesh as made by God, and the, or, or, and the preferences of the flesh, are controversial, not only in society, but also in the church and pose new questions, and therefore also admits that the anthropological categories that the church has developed to date are not sufficient to grasp the complexity of the elements that emerge precisely from experience or even from reflection on human experience, and therefore asks for the time necessary for this reflection. This document also required frank discussion, giving voice to the people directly involved, those who live this experience, this path must be started in view of next year, of the next Synod session. Therefore, I would say that the Synod has provided, with the final summary document, a solid basis shared by the vast majority of the Synod Fathers. So to start this reflection, end quote. You know what's interesting in all this is that we're not hearing about the pursuit of holiness. That seems to be missing from this dialogue and discernment stuff. The synod didn't make mention of sanctity. It didn't mention the pursuit of spiritual excellence or 
growth in our faith or people addressing why so few few people in the Western world believe in the real presence anymore. The lack of belief in the real presence in the Novus Ordo parishes is a very real crisis in the church. And the Vatican hasn't had a synod on that problem at all. And they should, honestly. Something like 30% of people who attend Mass regularly in the typical diocesan parish believes what the church says about the Eucharist. And the rest, well, they either reject that dogma, meaning they're heretics, or the faith, or they don't know that it's a dogma. Either way, it's a real crisis, and it speaks to the absolute misplaced priority of the so-called reformers of the church. The fact is that many self-described Catholics have, at the very least, a terrible understanding of the faith. Or worse, they're not even Catholic at all. Sadly, the same could be said about a lot of the clowns running the uh, church these days in Rome. But I'm curious what you think about these stories. Is it interesting that the cardinal in Rome denied that the conclave process is getting reformed despite pretty much all the reliable independent outlets reporting that he is, in fact, doing this? Do you think the increased role of laity in distributing the sacraments is something to be concerned with? Do you think Father Spadaro should be excommunicated for his bizarre ideas about the James Martin sin and the role of social sciences in the faith, especially since, by if you logic out what he's saying, we would have to essentially rewrite the Bible? Let me know what you have to say on this. So, let me know in the comments, please, and like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So, to sharing this on social media, that helps as well. And thanks again to the channel members and patrons for your support. It is greatly appreciated. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.